When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Mitch Palm, key number one last night to K-State winning the game was get the game to overtime. <laughs> and for the sixth time this season, Unreal. K-State does play an overtime game, and they're still flawless. 6-0 this season. Jerome Tang is 11-0 all-time with K-State. And by the way, K-State also ties a Division I record for six overtime wins in a single season with last night's win over the Kansas Jayhawks, the number four team in the nation, 75-70. to 70. That's wild. Well, I think I heard Jay Billis say that when it was 10 in a row, when they were in the fourth quarter, or fourth quarter, second half, that, what, 10 in a row was a Big 12 all-time record for most overtime wins in a row without a loss. Mm-hmm. So stretch it out to 11, and we're looking for 12 next top 10 matchup we get. So. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. Mitch Palm was exactly right without the actual final score being right for the third straight game. (laughs) Final score again, 75-70, where we saw a career-high 26 points from Tyler Perry. Jarrell Colbert played some, obviously, some major key minutes. KU kind of choking a little bit at the free throw line. And and I said it yesterday, worst K-State teams have beat better KU teams and now two times in a row in Manhattan, K-State goes overtime against KU and comes out victorious. Really struck by the point that you brought up in terms of free throws. KU has not been very good at the line on the road all year, and it got them again last night. Mm-hmm. Kevin McCuller was the was the case in point. He was oh, bad. Because I, I want to say he was KU's best free, throater, free throw shooting team. Uh, player for KU, not team, but player for KU other than Dewan Harris. And Kevin McCuller was 78% mm-hmm. coming into the game. And he was one for five, including two big misses. Well, one big miss. It was one and one at the time mm-hmm. in overtime. Yeah, how do you think that practice is going today in Lawrence? You know what? I think they're. I, I think they're taking it easy. That was the most tired team I've ever seen in my life. I don't know what, like, what was it? Where did they play before? They played Houston on Saturday. Oh, that's oh, at yeah. Allen. That, that's yeah, that yeah. They, I bet you, they they are being berated. <laughs> they are being berated right now. But I bet you that they are in ice packs or something. That those guys need a break. They they are they were tired, dog tired, and that's what I think. A lot of those free throws missed. There were a ton 
of 50-50 balls that they just they just couldn't get to physically. And um yeah, they they, they Big Monday. Love you. Love you, baby. What why what are you why are you taking this away from K-State like this is some, you know, Oh, they were banged up. Oh, they just played Houston. Well, K-State just played Oklahoma State on the road. Yeah. They had to fly places two days before this game played. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, I think I, I think I agree with Dave. Maybe not a lot of conditioning. Probably ice packs on the knees at the oh. free throw line. That's yeah. I mean, that's probably yeah. what today's practice is. Bing. Three-hour knockout contest from the free throw line. That's what KU's <laughs> working on today. Knockout. Oh, the old The old uh, tracking board yeah. uh-huh. as to who's beating who yep. in free throws that – you know, we did in high school to keep track of who the best was all year. I'll tell you what, both teams were dragging, but we had a couple guys. I mean, Tyler Perry, that that shot, that circus shot with the, the English and the kiss. <laughs> and then Cam Carter with the three. Like, that was just, those were gutsy shots, man. Those were really gutsy plays. and And then, of course, Tyler with the other three, that was amazing. They want they they had a little extra in the tank and they gutted it out, man. That was awesome. It wasn't pretty. That was some weird basketball at times. I think that's the best way to describe <laughs> it. Some weird. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. What is going on? A, a lot happened to this game. A lot of things had to go right for K State to win this game, and they get it done. We'll break it down. Heck yeah. But, but before we get there. Welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner, oh. Troy Goverdale, David G, and Owen Burke. Owen Burke wearing purple top to bottom, basically. K-State hat, K-State purple Nike shirt. Mm-hmm. He went shopping yesterday yep. to get ready for this show. <laughs> oh, Dick's no. Sporting Goods special. Right <laughs> ah, yeah. That's what it is. From from a few years ago. Yeah. No, I've had this for, I think I bought it for a football game a while back. The hat yeah. is new. I think I bought that last Friday. So it is somewhat recent. So. With last night's win, K-State breaks a four-game losing streak. Drum Tang is 2-0 and at home against the Jayhawks. Now if you combine football with basketball, K-State has not lost to KU. Feeling pretty good right now. This is something K-State was needed, and K-State fans, I think we need this as well. It's time to get set for the cat attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on. For Kansas State, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you want to be. With Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our ride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Kansas State, the fun is being there. Having a good time there. Purple and white we share. Showing our colors everywhere. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. It's been at least a few weeks, right? A few weeks since we've had the cat attack. I believe the last one was because of K-State women's basketball winning without Aoka Lee. And now K-State ends the four-game skid. Maybe does it make it a little bit more maddening that they went on that four-game skid, yet they still beat KU. I think we've seen this happen before a time or two uh, ever since K-State ended the streak back in 2008. College basketball, baby. Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. It can get weird. Uh, going back to my previous comment of 
a lot of things had to go right for K-State, and I want to just kind of discuss a few of these. First of all, Deej, you mentioned K-State and KU, or KU maybe more was just, they looked tired, maybe a little bit beat up. Let's remember, this game didn't go to its first media timeout until after the under 12. Like, we were under 12 minutes first half before we got to the first media. So they played over five minutes without a break. Same lineup, up and down the floor, back-to-back buckets going, you know, back-and-forth buckets going in. I mean, it's a real back-and-forth tug-of-war, back-and-forth seesaw matchup early on and turned out to be that as well in the second half after KU went on its run. But, I mean, I remember watching Day-Day Ames after a while, and he was in there for a long time in that first half, and he was gassed. I mean, he's just up and down the floor, intense ball game. So, yeah, there were some tired legs early on. Um, the 11-0 run was pretty significant. I mean, KU took a well, what was it, like a 4 nothing run, 2 nothing run, or I don't know what it was. They had a two-point lead after halftime, and they come out and stretch it to 11 mm-hmm. right away. It's 41-30, and it's like, great, here we go. Maybe some doubt comes to your mind, approaches it, you know, does it settle in a little bit? K-State responds after a timeout with an 11-0 run of their own with a little bit more aggressive basketball, a little bit more, you know, shots were starting to fall a little bit. Plus, and I think this was a bit of a trend in the second half and into overtime, KU had a number of shots and free throws that were in and out. Mm -hmm. I mean, halfway down – and somehow spun out. Mm-hmm. It happened as a, if you're a KU fan, had to be a maddening just to watch that happen where it was a good shot, you're open, let it go, free throws or jumpers, in and out. I mean, it was happening all night mm-hmm. for KU. That had to be frustrating. One of the things that I'm going to be interested to watch now that we've reached the point of the year where Big Monday kicks into gear is how teams that played high caliber games on Saturday do in the big Monday matchup because you know for all of our discussion about how this conference shakes out this year and how tough it is playing that Saturday Monday in this conference just got that much tougher and you know when when you play a Houston and then have to turn around and come into Bramlage you know and and it was almost a gimme for a lot of people to say oh rivalry game the both teams are going to be up, but it's almost a trap for KU. Well, they were right because for the varying reasons we've already brought up. And it's going to be interesting to watch and see just who else gets dinged on Big Monday the rest of this season in this Big 12 race. You can tell they when they hit that 11-0 run, they wanted K-State to go away. They wanted them right. to go away. They were ready. And K-State dug deep and came back with one of their own. And I I was so – it was inspiring because this team, after what after what has happened in the last four games, why wouldn't they pack it up? You know, and go, well, here they go again, you know, and it's, the shots aren't falling down. No, they took that time out. They reinvested in themselves. They looked in the mirror and said, who's going to step up? And they all did. And that was just be- – it was beautiful basketball. And to climb back like that – it took all the wind out of their sails, KU sails. It was incredible. That was uh, just, man, I'm so proud of those guys. And there was a couple stretches. I think the one thing that 
I felt throughout that didn't really change a ton was that K-State wanted it more, right? A lot of those 50-50 balls, like those are – that's pure effort, right? Those yeah. rebounds. Opposite of Saturday against Oklahoma State. 100%. Yes. Like they, they wanted that win bad, I think partially to snap the skid, but we all know how important the Sunflower Showdown is. So, And when it, when it mattered most, the guys showed up, and that's what won the game last night. It was just pure, unbridled effort. I, I You know, I heard pregame from some of the coaches – Jerome Tang talking during the week where they said, just give us, give us everything you got. And I think it was, that was the theme was what, what is, what's transpired has not been your, your best. This has not been your best effort. You're not giving us everything you got. That's the part about athletics, especially big 12 basketball. It's really simple. But it's really hard, you know. You you just have to you just have to play hard all the time, and if you don't, you're gonna get run over. Yeah. And they saw last night what it means when you take the foot off the pedal, when you expect a team to go away, they come right back and they're right after you. And kudos to that team and that coaching staff. They have refused to get negative, and they have kept it to where just let's go, guys. I love it. I love the, it. the prime example of that. For all of the frustrations that we have about first half Tyler versus second half Tyler, <laughs> all you have to do is watch last night as an example. Tyler Perry goes off for a season high 26 points. That's a great segue, by the way, yeah. Troy, because that was my next point here. Tyler Perry, player of the game, 26 points, 4 of 10 from 3, 8 of 9 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, and a, uh, a couple of steals, and he had 5 points in the first half. I think ESPN said it on their broadcast. I don't remember what the exact percentage is, but it's – go ahead. It was 73%. 73% of Tyler Perry's points this season are second half in overtime. Wow. Monica about fell off the couch laughing because either Boog Shambi or or Jay Billis made the comment that maybe they need to have Capri Suns and Orange Slices. <laughs> you heard it. Yeah, I did. Have Orange Slices and Capri Suns in pregame in the locker room. So that Tyler thinks it's halftime. <laughs> Just go run a 20-minute scrimmage before the game. Trick him and he's like, man, I'm shooting great, baby. And second half, 47. <laughs> Which one was it that said it? I think it was uh, I think it was Jay that brought it up was first Billis. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Again, I happened to be in another room, but Monica about <laughs> fell off the couch laughing and told me about it later. She wasn't sure who said it. So, And, and we were getting a crunch. I mean, over time, it, we, I, I, they started to slow the game down, did K-State, when it was tight. They slowed it down. They ran the offense kind of later in the shot clock, and it, it worried me a little bit because I, I was worried we're just not going to get anything out of these possessions. It's mm. going to, you know, too too little happening in a short amount of time. You're not allowing yourself enough time to run the offense. K-State ran some beautiful sets for Tyler Perry. Tyler creating an extremely tough shot where he jumps from the top position of the free throw lane for the free throw shots, top position next to the line. He dives, splitting two defenders, one of them Hunter Dickinson, the tallest player in the world, it seems like. He's 7'2", is just a force. And Sorry about that. And splits them, basically dies for the hoop, and gets the circus layup to go. An incredible shot. The very next play was his three-pointer to put K-State up four, where it was a great play where basically – Starts from one corner, slashes opposite to the left wing, where Will McNair set a beautiful screen, forced McCuller, Kevin McCuller, to go around the screen, TP wide open, knocked it down. That was so key because we've seen Tyler Perry miss clutch shots. Last night, he was making the clutch shots and really creating his own clutch shots. 
incredible performance by Tyler Perry. Um, I, I want to get to some other keys here real quick. Rebounding. So this was another key in Mitch Palm. KU is not much of an offensive rebounding team. But what what worried me was K-State would allow, because of the just lack of rebounding recently, especially giving up the offensive boards, they were going to allow KU to have an above-average day and get more opportunities to score, and that was going to really kill K-State. KU was seven offensive rebounds last night. K-State out-rebounded KU 43-33. to Monster. Um, Johnny Furphy had been electric from three in the last seven games. He's a freshman from Melbourne, Australia. Last seven games in, in Big 12 play, 17 of 33 for 51.5%. Last night was 0 for 4. He just, I agree with Jerome saying, he just simply missed some shots. He had some open shots. One of them, I do believe, was actually blocked, but he had opportunities and he missed them. And I was like, maybe the, did the freshman, did the crowd get to the freshman a little bit? I think there's a possibility. Uh, one other player I want to shout out. Well, first of all, I mean, Cam Carter. Hitting those early threes, played a little bully ball inside, created his own space. He was aggressive. Arthur Kaluma struggled a little bit from three, but he still finished with 13 points, eight rebounds. Very key offensive rebound and a putback uh, that put Casey up two towards the end of regulation. Casey just did not do well defensively to keep KU from scoring it. Um, another key last night was Jarrell Colbert. <laughs> did not score last night and was still plus 18 on the plus minus. And that's because he did a lot of good things that maybe you don't see show up on the on the stat sheet. He had two blocks, three rebounds, but he was also in his limited time. And he started the game, played sixteen minutes. And I was like, why is he only playing sixteen minutes? Why is he not playing more in the second half and overtime? And Coach Tang just thought it was the right thing to do. Um, you know, maybe just you know, skill wise, conditioning wise, maybe he. Wasn't ready for the for more minutes in a game like that. And okay, uh, I understand. I, I thought when it was such a tight game, he would have been great to have defensively. He did much better than Will McNair did against Hunter Dickinson. I mean, right out of the gate, Colbert in the first minute of the game, the assist on the three-pointer to Cam Carter, great pass, and then he blocks Hunter Dickinson like he's the All-American. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's go. Let's go. Like, Jarrell Colbert last night had a big hand in setting the tone. Absolutely. Yeah. The young pup. Plus 18 up. and 16 minutes is, is a ridiculous <laughs> night. And like for people that was that the second this, best on the team. Yeah. That's that's insane. That's insane in such a small workload. Yeah, buddy. But I think the other thing, like K-State made him so uncomfortable in the half court. Like KU looked like they were just trying to play basketball, and K-State was trying to win the game. And when they when KU was setting up in that half court setting a lot in the first half, just uncomfortable getting to down to 10 seconds and just not a look there, not a look there, not a look there, block three. Like it was it was a masterful defensive game plan from Tang last night. And that is just an odd thing to watch KU unable to run an offense again. You know, I, I'm just so used to watching that well-oiled machine do its thing and create open shots and bang, 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 and we got to hang in there. But you're watching them and you're like, these guys – Whoa, boy, not a great night for them at all and got taken care of, baby. Well, and here's another big part of last night's game. You know, Speaking of KU's offense, they were 3 of 15 from 3. They were a combined uh, 1 for 10 in the second half in overtime. 
Again, they don't take a lot of threes, but for them to just hit three and Furphy was 0 for 4, pretty big. Mm-hmm. K-State was hitting shots. They were 9 of 26 from three for 35%. But was what was extremely key was K-State playing an even game from two-point range. Because two days prior, KU was 78% from two-point range against the best defense in the nation. Mm-hmm. KU was 47% from two against KU, one of their worst performances this season inside the arc, and that's where they play their best basketball, mm-hmm. inside the arc. K-State was also 47% from two-point range, so you had an even game there. That's where it becomes critical, where K-State hits the free throws like they did in the second half, 11 for 12, and they were much better from three than Kansas was by 15%, and they also hit six more than the Jayhawks. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll hear post-game comments from Jerome Tang and players, including the court storming. We didn't see the fans storm the court. Whoa! What happened? That's all coming up next. Just sandstorm last night. If you missed it, I mean, you missed out. <laughs> it was the best. It was the best sandstorm of all time. Yes, last night, it really was. Uh, There's obviously Bramlage packed over a, over eleven thousand. There were way more cell phone lights on, <laughs> way more than there typically have been. Media timeout, which is, of course, is always the perfect timing for Sandstorm because it just continues on. You get the whole media timeout. And then, of course, I make the perfect call. And right after Sandstorm is done, as we're getting back to the game, as we're heading back live on ESPN after Scott Van Pelt does his uh, quick teaser, swag surfing. Yeah. And the whole student section is going back and forth. That was electric. That was awesome. It's a great call by you. It was awesome. Props to you. That was the other thing I was thinking. I'm watching that whole game and listening on ESPN and everything. I'm like, man, whoever this PA announcer is, this guy's pretty good. He's he's okay. I had the opposite. (laughs) I was like. You're like, I got to mute the TV. I love Jay Billis. I got to mute the TV. I can't stand this. I go, the PA guy, (laughs) I go, man, he's having a rough night. And I go, oh, God, that's Mitt. No, that's not. Every time, every time the TV pans, I go, there's Mitch. I love it. There's Mitch. She pointed at the girls like, I work with him. I work with that she's guy. Like, I know. <laughs> no, she's like, yeah, I know. There's Mitch. I love that. That's fantastic. There he is. Over also, under last night, how many times I was on TV was set at eight and a half? Over. You were well over. They, I mean, the but, camera well, loves you, baby. Bill Self did a great job of not being in our way uh-huh. most of the night. Uh-huh. He was more, he sat down a lot. He just kind of camped over by his boys more than Porter Mosier is the worst, and he's the exact opposite. He's always in front of you. <laughs> he's like crawling in front of it, like on top of the, the thing. Dude, Bill Self, he, we have the classic hold me back Bill Self mm-hmm. m- moment. Yeah. You know, he yeah. does that a lot. Late. I always need one. Yeah, yeah. he does that. I mean, Scott Drew got teed up late in the game against Iowa State for being like a few inches out of the coach's box, just gets boop, teed up, and then – Bill Self is just throwing the temper tantrum of the century Bill Self's in the back on the floor. In the referee's room. Was it? <laughs> that guy, they let him get away with everything. Was that game at Iowa State? 
No, it's in Waco. Oh wow, yeah. that's surprising. I was like, if it's in Iowa State, oh, come on. That first, was just a rough game all over the place for officiating. First time at Baylor that he's been thrown from a game. Wow, that is. I mean, wow. And I mean, Scott Drew, he's one of the nicest guys in coaching. You'll sure. find, and he's been there for three. I mean, you know, yeah. thirty thousand years. Um, also. We need to talk about the name Johnny Furphy. It's just that's not real. I want to know what's your name, man. What's what's the deal? That was the bad guy in the uh, in the uh, the newer Karate Kid. Yeah, that's what I just call somebody like when their name's Ricky Murphy. Oh, Furphy. He, he's you know, hiding he's from just... the Australian mob. Yeah, he is. Oh yeah. <laughs> My buddies kept. I have a couple K couple buddies that are KU fans. They've kept talking about him. I kept thinking it was a nickname the whole time. I and know. Getting to the game, I'm like, oh, that's his really actual last Furphy. name. All right. There you go. Uh, what's your name? Uh, uh, Johnny. Uh, uh, Fur- Furphy, Johnny. Your name's Johnny Furphy. Yeah, mate. <laughs> nah, I don't buy it, man. I just don't buy it. Just, yeah, mate. I don't like it. Uh, it's fantastic. And and how is he not a punter? <laughs> True. <laughs> Some beefy boy from Australia. Yes, you know, giant beefy guy. Yeah. If you would have thrown a temper tantrum like Bill Self, I would have would have loved to see a nice punt of the basketball. Takes <laughs> right. it rugby style. <laughs> Hey, kids, uh, get a so, future. There was a great Bill Self moment last night. It was on the – so Tyler Perry was fouled on a three-point shot by Dewan Harris. And Dewan Harris – I mean, he's automatically saying, "I no way. That was all ball, tipped it. He's like, he's twirling the fair. Let's review it, whatever. And Bill Self was upset, and he went over to the radio crew because they could get a replay of it. And he goes right over to Badia, one of the – what's his name? Tony. Uh, Terry. Terry Padilla, he goes, and I'm going to clean this up here. You screwed it up, Terry. He got right in his face. You screwed it up. And I was expecting, okay, I heard that loud and clear. Referee got the message. Here comes a makeup call. Sure. Maybe two of them because it was a three-point play. Mm. No, there wasn't. Guys, last night, K-State got some home calls. They did. They did. They got some home calls. Somebody goes, we're not scared of you anymore, Bill Self. You have no power here and decided we don't have to do things his way. And I liked it. By the way, K-State fans, those in attendance, Ting, of course, love the crowd. I want to thank our fans. They were an unbelievable night. I say every night, home court. if you have a home court advantage, it's a plus 10. And they might have been a plus 15 tonight. Now, when K-State had it wrapped up, hitting the free throws in overtime, 18 seconds left or whatever, Students are ready to storm the court. They start now flooding the aisleways for those that were up top, and here they come. They're, they're going to storm the court. They just beat K State. Just beat the number four team in the nation. Dream Dowling during a K State timeout was like pushing everybody back, saying, "No, stay off the floor. We're not, we don't do this anymore. No more storming the court when you beat your rival. Doesn't matter how big of an upset it is." Not doing this more. Like he was saying, "No, don't do it." Pushing everybody back, like doing the hand gesture. It's like. When my girlfriend's dog, <laughs> Clark W. Griswold, who's a puppy, and he is a, a golden puppy. doodle. He's a big puppy. Big puppy. When you walk in the door, he wants to jump all over you, and he's so excited. But I'm like, no, stay down. Stay down. Calm down. We don't need to do this. Let's yeah. chill out. That was exactly what I do. I was surprised it worked. No I, I saw it because they cut the camera to him when he was doing it on TV, and I was like, they're still going to. It, no it was great production because I went back and watched some of that last night. It was great production by them to, to catch all that. 
Um, here's Jerome Tang about not wanting the fans to storm the court. I asked our fans uh, last year, I said we'd get one court storming, and after that, let's have an expectation uh, that we're going to win. You know, I, I, I never see um, them storm the court at, at Allen Fieldhouse. I never see them storm the court at Duke and at North Carolina. I, I don't believe there's any reason why, given time and the opportunity, that we can't build that kind of a program here in Manhattan, Kansas. One major plus from last night, I didn't ki- get caught on video trying to awkwardly help Jerome Tang up on the scores table. <laughs> Took a while to live that one down. Boy, did I get caught off guard and I looked like a, a, a fool. No! But, who said that? Oh, I did. No, I, I, you didn't I'm, I, hey, I can call the play by play. That, that's exactly what took place. Uh, so the, the crowd did not storm the floor. Meanwhile, the players are like... Would have been fine. They were cool with it. Yeah. I wanted them to experience. I, don't lie, it. I was. Yeah. I wanted them to. Yeah. I, ain't lie. I was cool. With them. I'm saying, man, you got it. I wanted to do it. They wanted the celebration. They wanted the opportunity to go jump on the scores table. And I'm yeah. like, listen, I, you know, you just beat a really good team. It's a big upset on your home floor. Go, just go jump on the scores go ahead. table. Yeah, just go, ahead. just go, go, go pop that jersey yeah. up on the scores table a little bit. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Jerome Tang, more from last night. You know, talked about in the last segment the 11-0 run after KU went on themselves. An 11-0 run that strung back towards or to the uh, the end of the first half. It was about getting the team refocused after KU went on their run. I felt it was critical that we don't give up transition layups right out of you know halftime and you know so the timeout was to get them refocused and I thought our guys did a great job. TP made. I mean, I think he had an 8-0 run on, on his own, uh, but the guy's, like, locked back in, and um, the fact that we was able to make it a ball game again and put some score pressure on him, that helped us. Yeah, obviously a great timeout. They, they did not come out of the locker room focused. It, 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 KU, that was the most hungry they were all night long on that run. He got the KU fans that were in Bramlage last night fired up, ready to go. They're cheering. It, it was actually quite loud. Uh, when the KU fans felt like, all right, now we're pulling away. This game's over. It's up 11 nothing. Timeout, 11 nothing. run for K-State. Complete change of the game. And, of course, it went to overtime, and the Cats win it. Here's Jerome Tang on what winning in overtime is all about. In overtime, it's about players making plays, man. And them dudes, they just they don't feel the pressure. you know. And uh, we work on it every day in practice, but I don't know that that's necessarily the reason. I think guys just make plays and their confidence level grows. And I think our staff does a good job in those moments of not getting tight and, and giving them confidence. can't remember what they call the drill, but they basically practice it every day where it's, it's crunch time situations. It's an extra five minutes crunch time situation and they practice it all the time. And man, it might be one of the it's something coaches around the country are now going to want to steal because they see the graphics show up on the board like, mm. you want to win these big games, you want to win these crunch time games. K-State practices it every day, and it's led to an 11-0 start for Jerome Tang at K-State, which is an insane run mm-hmm. uh, t- to be that good in overtime games. And I think actually K-State played one of its better overtime five-minute stretches that they did against KU uh, – Last night, outscoring the Jayhawks 11-6. to That's Drum Tang. We also heard from, uh, in that one uh, clip from the players, Tyler Perry, Cam Carter, uh, and also Arthur Kaluma was in there as well. We take our next break on the game, and when we come back, it's Tuesday, 
And by the way, I'm, I'm bouncing out at uh, 5 o'clock because we have Manhattan High Hoops tonight against Topeka High. MHS Gym will tip off at approximately 6 o'clock, pregame at 545. I got to give you a jabroni of the week. When we come back, and it does include another clip from last night's postgame after these words. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You jabronis hit the jackpot. The Hollywood brand jabroni, Hulk Hogan. Ow. Is this jabroni's name? Jabroni of the Week. Well, here we go, boys and girls. It's time for another edition of Jabroni of the Week. We're going to crown a new jabron. And uh, three dishonorable mentions. I'll culminate with my Jabroni of the Week. Dishonorable mention number one. I'm going to go with those that criticize Patrick Mahomes for his dad bod. (laughs) Great pick. Great pick. So he was featured on Inside the NFL. Inside the NFL is really on the CW now? Yes, it is. What has happened to that show? I remember it used to be on HBO, and I would watch it every weekend. Dude, it was an award-winning show on HBO. Yeah, It was back when Chris Collinsworth was on. Lenny Dawson. On That's the original right. Inside the NFL. Okay, one of those two was actually a solid contributor. The other one is named Chris Collinsworth. This I don't guy. have a problem with Chris Collinsworth. Shots this guy. fired. This guy. It gets a little annoying at times, but I don't mind it. A but little? Anyway, he was featured on the show. It was an exclusive clip, by the way, of Patrick Mahomes after the AFC Championship game in the locker room talking to the guys, giving a speech, and he's not wearing a shirt. Yeah. And then he was – the video basically went viral because not – of the speech, it was because of him and his dad bod. And my reaction is like, do you people not realize that dad bods are the preferred bods? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It is the sexy way to present yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think I don't work out anymore? Come on. Come on. I think it's the most common bod, too. It's like... because I want to be the most attractive person I can be to Lindsay. <laughs> she yes. doesn't want... Eight Sculpted. pack of abs. It's all for you, Lindsay. Giant no. biceps. No. no. She wants uh, out of shape. Yeah. Lazy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got my shirt off. Like, oh, great. This is awkward, Dad. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. He's sitting there shirtless. talking, And you can tell everybody else is like, Pat's got his shirt off. This is kind of weird. Better, better that we're talking about his dad bod than his dad. Or his brother, for that sure. fact. Well, <laughs> it just so happens my next dishonorable mention. Oh no! Is, Man, I'm nailing the segways today, aren't I? Is Patrick Mahomes Senior? Oh my god! Over the weekend, gets pinched in Texas. He got caught drunk driving. Again. The problem is, yeah, this is now three times, all in the same state. Sorry, <laughs> so. Well, but, but it, here's the kicker: it, in what's loosely referred to as a state, it's Texas. Hey. This doesn't, like, when it comes to, like, okay, he's had now three DUIs. He can now face to two to ten years in prison. That doesn't typically happen no. very often where he gets that kind of jail time. But I'm just saying, dishonorable mention, because he now could face this, poten- you know, potentially have. But the judge has already said, oh, don't worry. Go ahead and go to Vegas. Have a good time. Go watch your son play in the Super Bowl. That's what, like, of course he's not going to go to prison. They don't do that. But the fact that the judge is like, sure, go to Las Vegas. <laughs> crazy like, sentence. are you kidding? Yeah, because typically after a after a DUI, you, you no longer have your license. Uh-huh. So, okay, you're are you going to fly still? How does that work? And you're basically already on probation, kind of. Yeah. There was a photo going around from one of the late Chiefs games. I want to say it was actually uh, final regular season home game, and Taylor was in the one luxury suite with everyone 
And apparently at halftime, Mahomes the second left the booth, and the photo is him out with the tailgaters enjoying beverages after halftime. And they they were using it to mock, yeah, uh, Pat, too, decided that uh, he was done with all of that. (laughs) But to me, it speaks of a larger problem absolutely right now yeah i mean your third dui i mean that's Oof. clearly a dishonorable mention i mean you at the know. very least you're a troublemaker <laughs> um my, my last dishonorable mention i honestly just threw this in here because i it was more funny than it was really a jabroni type of thing it to me was just hilarious it was a great slip up so gus johnson was on the call uh of the women's basketball game between iowa and maryland caitlin clark is approaching breaking the the scoring record in women's basketball history I don't know how far she's off right now, but she's getting pretty close. She's second all time now. But this was over the weekend, and they were playing at Maryland, and and, uh, Caitlin Clark got a nice block and the rebound. And here was Gus Johnson's call of the play. I wish I I didn't have to bleep it because it's so good. We've all said something like this when we're not on a broadcast and maybe just hanging out with some friends watching a game. And here comes Sellers. Nice look inside, great position, no call on the play, as Rihanna Alexander had her blocked. <laughs> her shot blocked, excuse me. <laughs> How did you guys not hear this? That was so great. I wish he wouldn't have corrected himself. Live yeah. on on, uh, Fox. on on Fox, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Let me, let me, let me. on the play, as Rihanna Alexander had her blocked. Or shot block, excuse me. Great, great slip. Great Fantastic. slip. Good thing it's TV. He can get away with it, right? Yeah, you, 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 shot. Yeah, shot. you can tell who's been hanging around the NBA for a while. Ooh. Man. I mean, we've all kind of th- we, we've thought that line a time or two. We've seen it play happen. <laughs> Whoa. I've said it a couple times. Great slip. That's good. But finally, my jabroni of the week. Why not KU's Hunter Dickinson? Here is a uh, clip from last night's press conference about uh, it was a follow up question when he said earlier he let his team down. Here's an ex- explanation. Uh, just a couple of plays, you know, tipping it in for their for their team. Um, I mean, you know, when you're literally giving them two points, uh, when we cut it to two and I ran them over. Um, I really don't understand how that can be a foul, but I can't. I guess give the defender any contact on a screen you you literally ran over tyler perry (laughs) on defense first of all that's a foul Mm -hmm. that's a textbook foul hunter plus i you know i gave I, i announced it right away as tyler perry's bucket but hunter dickinson clearly tipped in a bucket for k state he did he did he did um, I didn't. I, I was really surprised he didn't go to the replay or like, I, like I'll look at the replay again. But he totally did. He's a fool. I don't know if they <laughs> did on TV, but uh, the guys called it too. They're like, I think Dickinson yeah. tipped it in, but Perry was the closest one, so he'll get credit for that it. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, on that note, Zach Eady just is having a great time laughing. I'm <laughs> just pointing out. <laughs> also, can we recruit more like tough little guys to start setting some screens and just be like, okay. To get run over. It's a great play call. You, know, like, let's you put get, your smallest guy against their biggest guy. It's natural to happen at least mm-hmm. a couple times. Yeah. Let's do the run him over. 
<laughs> Bam. So, uh, it's called roadkill pick. Let's That's go. what we're calling it. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, hey, this is a new bit for this week only. And if you're one of those people that can't stand Taylor Swift being on TV for six seconds on a broadcast, you may <laughs> not like this. But if you do like sports gambling, you might come around. This is the game. Super Bowl 58 on Sunday. Coverage on K-Man begins at 1 o'clock. It is Westwood 1 coverage only. Ooh. And um, Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers. With the Super Bowl comes prop bets. Yay. Now, we'll later on in the week, most likely Friday, we'll, we'll tackle a lot of these game prop bets for the Chiefs and 49ers. But believe it or not, buckle your seatbelts because... Not just Vegas, but there's been a ton of books out there, apps, books, that have put out Taylor Swift prop bets. Hmm. These are real prop bets. I'm not going to give you all because we're going to do Taylor Swift Super Bowl prop bets of the day. (laughs) This is going to be a weak thing. Yeah, baby. Uh, Because Taylor Swift is going to get a couple of minutes every day on the show. (laughs) Right on. Uh, So these are real prop bets. Swear to God. Will Taylor Swift be shown on TV holding and eating a hot dog? That's 12 to 1. Yeah, that's an N. That's an N. No way. No. I'm I'm like, I hope. uh, Is there a problem about an alcoholic beverage? They will show her with a booze. I did not see one of those. Yeah, she will be shown with a a booze. Yeah, she's a. She's a cool gal that likes a cocktail. And, and any, any chance that there's one in there about her appearing shirtless with Jason Kelsey holding each holding a beer? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Going with the under on that. <laughs> Okie doke. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, here's another Boy, one for you. Will Taylor Swift be shown during the halftime show? Plus 200 for yes, minus 300 for no. Really? Given how she shows up uh, usually on camera during the Grammys because she's dancing. Yeah. I loved that she was one of the just a few people in that room up on her feet jamming to Tracy Chapman yes. and Luke, is Luke Combs uh-huh. duet on Fast Car. That was cool. Incredible yeah. performance. That was cool. And it was cool that Luke Combs like, let her lead and everything, yeah. play the guitar. Well, she, And she's playing an instrument, so of course she's yeah. the lead um, on that. That was, that was cool. Uh, his mind was blown. Yeah. By the way, also, uh, rest in peace, Toby Keith. Absolutely, Passing man. away, we found out today, uh, passed away at 62, had yeah. a fight with cancer that we didn't know about. Uh-uh. Hot, sweaty, but singing Red Solo Cup was a great night in Greeley, Colorado. There we go. Always nice. was. That song came out when I was in college. Perfect timing. Yeah. Went well with our Red Solo Cup set. Uh, was holding some jungle juice. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm going to Manhattan High School for Manhattan Hoops against uh, Topeka High tonight. The boys take over next. Hour two on the way. So your local news. Go Cats.